Mike Schneider Podcast. Yeah, so I hear you're a beekeeper. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've been finding bees in my room randomly, trying to sneak in. Yeah, I've been just hoarding bees. Just... <laughs> yeah. Um, so, to start it off with an easy question, what's in your drink? Drinking some good old H2O. Those are my sponsors. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, keep it. I don't really drink anything else. I just drink, like, water, uh, coffee, beer. That's about it. Not really soda guy. Yeah, that's good. I pretty much always drink water, too. Yeah. I don't know, I just feel better. It's like, I don't know, like, I feel like when I drink too much soda, it's like, you just want more soda. Or you get, like, the crazy sugar rush, something, if you have too much of it. Yeah. I don't drink it too much anymore, so, like, when I drink, like, one soda or, like, another one, I feel like my body, like, freaking out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely good to pay attention to that and, like, tone it down when you when you realize it. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your upbringing, like... How was your early childhood and any pivotal moments? And then you can transition into, like, how you discovered fingerboarding when it comes up. Hmm. Uh, I was born in Somerville, I think, or Somerville or Cambridge, Mass. Probably lived there for, I don't know, I think we lived there for, like, a couple years. And then our house burnt down. And, like, Whoa. the apartment burnt down, something like that, because, like, a little girl was playing with a candle and, it, like, rolled underneath the the mattress dude that's crazy she must have been haunted or something yeah, i don't know Flame what with a candle and then she's, burning down your house she's going through some type of ritual probably <laughs> i don't know no dude that's crazy do you remember that or were you no doing i that? was like maybe two okay. i think and you weren't home like you guys were out or what uh no we were home i'm pretty sure pretty sure from what i've heard uh, like my mom was home and then like my dad came home or something like that but yeah, luck. Yeah, we made it out safely, thank God. So, that's good. But yeah, yeah born in Mass, moved moved to like Drake it when I was like eight, maybe. And yeah, I've been Drake it ever since. And uh, yeah, I, don't know, I like Drake it. Nice little right near a rendezvous, so that's always fun. You know, down the street. Yeah. Drive by it like every day. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like spoiled. I drive by it every day, and I'm just like, there it is. <laughs> There's like the greatest place ever. <laughs> but I can't go in because they're not open. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I didn't. I before I even knew you, like I would drive by and I would just be like, ah, oh, I wish they were open. <laughs> yeah. So how'd you get into fingerboarding? Um. Or wait, so you were two, and then you were just eight, and then you were fingerboarding. <laughs> my upbringing, um, yeah, uh, trying to think. Yeah, my, uh, my mom moved to the United States from, uh, she was born in Cuba, um, and she moved here when she was eight years old, and then she had me at a pretty young age. She was uh, 16 when she was pregnant with me, and she gave birth, and then she was 17. Our, our birthdays are like four days apart. Uh -huh. So, uh, yeah, and then uh, we just kind of lived in, yeah, Somerville, and then, I'm trying to think. Yeah, my parents were never really together. Uh, 
So, like, did you live with your mom and then your dad was, like, somewhere else or, like... Yeah, yeah, my my, my mom was just by herself, Had was working two jobs just to get, like, uh, Christmas presents and stuff for me, and she worked her ass off just trying to... I don't know if I can swear, but... <laughs> yeah, you can say Okay. Uh, yeah, she worked her ass off just to, uh, get me nice clothes and put me through school and stuff. So I give, I mean, she's a hard worker. I feel like that's where I I probably get it from. Like that cute and bloodline of just like, I feel like they're just known for like fixing stuff. And, uh, yeah, my grandmother used to tell me stories about how my grandfather every single day would have to, uh, fix the car just to get to work. He would take parts out of the lawnmower, put it into his car just to drive to work, and then put them back in the lawnmower when you need to use the lawnmower or something. Dude, that's awesome. That's, like, next-level dedication, you know? It's, like, making do with what you have and learning how things work so that you can be creative and just make it work when it's not easy like that. Yeah, the, the ingenuity is crazy. Like, they just drive in, like, cars from, like, the 50s or, like, maybe even earlier. I'm not really sure what years, but just old cars Yeah. And stuff. Yeah, I got similar stories, like, from my grandfather in Russia. They had to, like, do crazy stuff to get a car, like, get different parts from different places and put it together because you couldn't, like, get a car. It's, like, kind of on the same idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, when I think about it, I'm just like, I could, I probably couldn't do that. Like, I mean, if I grew up in this situation, like, I probably would learn, but I can't pick, imagine myself being there and trying that. Yeah, it's definitely, like, unless you're super into cars, I think it's more of, like, a necessity. Like, you learn that because you have to. You know, you're like, I either don't leave my house or I figure out a way to do it. Like, you know, and then you're going to mm-hmm. do it. And they didn't have YouTube to get on there and yeah. look, at, look it up on. They had to, like, really, like, learn it somehow. You yeah, know, just look try, at it, stare at it. Hour. Yeah, stare at it for, like, three hours till you're like, okay, this goes to that and that does this. And, like, I don't know. It's a whole nother level, but yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so where did I leave off? Like, yeah, so my mom was working two jobs, and then kind of, yeah, grew up. Then we moved to Woburn, I think, after the house burnt down, or, and then. Dude, I bet we were in Woburn at like the same time because I was there. Oh, like, you lived in Woburn too? first few years when I was little. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forget i remember it's funny i remember my elementary school i think it was called like the clap or something i think it was like clap elementary school it's kind of near like uh like the water i don't know it might be a false memory i don't know such a random name yeah i love it it's kind of weird like the clap that's Uh, cool but yeah I, i think i moved out of there in like kindergarten maybe and then uh yeah then to drake it from woburn to drake it cool yeah what is drake it like because i've only fingerboarded there and like you know i don't really know what it's like as a town overall yeah it's like a it's like a farm town kind of like it's like bigger than lowell which is like the little city next to it like just like land wise lowell obviously has more people but uh yeah drake it's kind of like a nice little they I don't know, mostly farms and stuff. It's huge. Like, to get across, it almost takes, like, 20 minutes just to drive, like, from one side to the other side. Um, yeah, it it was good, though, because then, like, Lowell was close because you could always just, like, go skate downtown and it'd be, like, cool spots and stuff. There wasn't really many, 
like skate spots and Drake it. There was like a couple. Um, and we had like Drake it Park, which they ended up closing for some stupid reason after like raising all this money to open it up. They like ended up closing it for like eight years or something. Yeah, I remember going over the fence just to skate it one time. I had no clue what was up with it. I just saw it and I was like, oh, let's try yeah. skating here. It seems fun. Yeah, we've. I've, I've, it's happened to me multiple times. You're just like, dude, it's perfectly good skate park. Why can't we skate it? Why, like, what? I think it had something to do, like, why they closed it was because, like, some kids, like, set a porta potty on fire, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I had, had to confirm with Jordan because yeah. he, he's the OG, so he knows. That's crazy. Like, so what does that even have to do with anything else? I like, don't know. Take like, care of the incident, and it's yesterday's news, you know? Go get back to skating. Yeah, everyone's just kind of uppity and drinking, I feel like. Just, like, I think it wasn't even, like, in the skate park, too. It was, like, around the skate park. And they just blamed the skaters for it. So they were like, all right, we're closing it. And then I think another incident happened, too. There's, like, a little snack shack or something. I think someone broke into it and, like, took a bunch of snacks. So they were like, oh, those damn skaters. Yeah. Like, it's them. We're going to close their skate park up. and That'll show them. <laughs> yeah, that'll show them. Like, uh, well, that's cool that it's open again. When did you start skating and how did you get into it? Um... <clears throat> I think my first introduction to skating was honestly like Tony Hawk's 900. Like Sick. as cliche as that is, like oh, I think that's awesome. Because my dad's like super into sports, and he would always have like ESPN on, and then I would just see him just uh, like it would just the 900 was just on the TV one day, and I remember just being like, oh my god, that's crazy. Wow. And then I think from there it went to like uh like Tony Hawk Pro Skater like cause I had like a PlayStation and stuff and I had a Nintendo 64 actually that was before the PlayStation and I had like the the Tony Hawk the blue like cartridge that you would like smack in <laughs> and like I, ha- I remember playing that and that was like how I got that was like my introduction to skating so you were playing the Tony Hawk games first and then you picked up a real board or yeah uh no I think I don't even think I had a board yet I think I started collecting uh like the tech deck, the thumb guys, like the magnetic <laughs> thumb guys. I think I went from like that to like that because I was like, oh, this is cool skating, like yeah. skateboard related. And then uh, I I collected like maybe like twenty or thirty of those, like all different sorts. They're probably gone now, but definitely don't have those. But I started collecting those, and then I would get like the little tech deck stuff with like uh, just like the rails and stuff. And I was never good with them, but. I just it was just like a toy to me. I was like, yeah. oh, this is kind of cool. Didn't really know the potential in it. I was just like, I was probably like about like eight years old around there. I've just always had it. Cool. And then uh, trying to think when I got my first board. I remember having like a little, like those. It wasn't like a full grown skateboard. It was like it one was of those, still like, on the tree. It was just a little branch still. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the like the half skateboards for like children. Yeah, yeah, the minis or like the super like. Walmart, yeah, they were, tiny ones. They were probably like a Walmart tiny one. Yeah, they're yeah. like practically handboards, but they're stronger and they're yeah. like like that kind of like a little bit bigger yeah. than a handboard. Probably. Yeah, I've been on those before. And that was like my first skateboard I think I ever had, and I was like probably like eight ish, and then I, I probably rode that a couple times maybe, and then I don't think I had another skateboard for until I was like fourteen or fifteen. Well, 
Yeah, a big jump. I, I didn't really... So I, you didn't get, like, super into it right away, but you kind of no. had the intro to it, and you're like, oh, yeah, this is one cool thing out of probably... Like, did you do sports or, like, any random yeah, other thing? Yeah, I played, I played a lot of soccer. I played soccer for eight years. It was kind of... I played hockey for one, and then my mom was like, oh, ho- you get, hockey's expensive. You need new gear every year. Like, because skates, sticks, oh. shoulder pads, like, face masks, like... I'm I'm a growing boy, so like every year I would need like new stuff, and then like soccer is just like the cheapest thing. You can just get cleats and you know shin guards, and yeah, you can use the same shin guards for a couple of years or something. But uh, it was just a cheaper option. So played soccer for eight years. So I kind of I feel like that probably helped me with like being good on my feet. I guess. Yeah, probably. With skating. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I started skating. I took I started taking skating seriously like when I was like 16 maybe. Like I would just ride my skateboard for a while and just like cruise with the homies kind of as like a mode of transportation just to like get around. Well, why didn't you pick up a longboard then? I almost did. I almost I had a little longboard phase right nice. before I started skating. And I was just like I don't know. And then I realized, like, skateboarding was cooler. And I was just like, I want to learn tricks on this. And I don't know. It was just fun. I remember the first time I ever tried to ollie a three-stair, I ollied it. Like, could barely ollie, but I would just, <laughs> I just flew at the three-stair and, like, did a little ollie somehow and rode away. Probably felt so good, right? Yeah, especially when all your friends were like, oh, he did it. And you're just like, yeah, I did that. Like, yeah. felt so good riding away. Yeah, it was like this little three-star I used to go up to all the time. I was like down the street from my house. I would just skate it all the time, like right when I first started skating. Did like all my first tricks on it. Yeah. The little stair. That's sick. It's always cool. Like everyone has like that nostalgic spot where like they grew up skating and stuff. Yeah, everyone really does. Yeah, it's crazy. Is it still there? Yeah, it's so crusty though. <laughs> so crusty. Like I don't know. I don't know if it got crustier. Or if it was just always that crusty, I was just skating it, like, I don't know. But, yeah, it was definitely a good little spot. Yeah, and I, t- I started fingerboarding in, like, high school, I think. Like, when I, fi- I figured out how to do ollies on, like, tech decks and stuff. Probably, like, 15. Yeah, I should, that's, and that's, and high school is where I learned how to start welding and stuff. Sick. So, how did you come across, or like, how did you get actually into fingerboarding at that point? Because you were skating, and then you had the fingerboards from before, but you just kind of had them. You weren't like shredding. Yeah, uh, I think I think just kids in my class had uh, tech decks and stuff, and I was like, oh, I have this, I have these too, and then I just started like, I would I see all of them actually doing tricks with them and stuff, and I was like, what? That's wicked cool, because I was like. Yeah. Getting into skating, and I was like, oh, I want to try that stuff, so I started trying it, and then, uh, like, we just became friends with all the, because we both, we already were kind of friends, but then, like, fingerboarding probably, like, made us closer friends, just, like, trying new tricks, like, oh, watch this, like, in the middle of class or something, like, when the <laughs> teacher goes out, or just, like, in between, <laughs> whenever you get a second, just pull out, pull it out and do a couple tricks. Yeah. Definitely similar, like, I also started in school, and, like, everyone was doing it, and it was, like, super fun, just, like, any second we could, just, like, fingerboarding on all the books and stuff. Yeah. Definitely. 
Yeah, that, it was it was good it was good too because I was in uh, metal fab. That's because uh, I went to a uh, a technical school, which is where I, I learned to weld. Yeah, dude, and now you're welding crazy stuff. Um, like I was saying before, like your company is insane. You have just like the fanciest metal benches, cool designs no one else has. They have amazing feeling and stuff. So. Yeah, I'm sure everyone's dying to know, you know, how did you get into welding and how did you get so dang good at it? And, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, it just, it's crazy because, like, I didn't even, it wasn't even, like, on purpose or anything. It was just kind of, like, I didn't even want to go because it was, like, a trade school where I learned. And I remember just kind of picking it because it was, like, metal fabrication and I was, like, Oh, it has the word metal in it. Like, that's cool. Like, <laughs> I was thinking of, like, I was, like, into, like, metal bands and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is, like, metal fabrication. That's pretty cool. <laughs> or whatever. Uh, and then I just kind of, like, took metal fab on a whim. And, um, yeah, they, uh, they just start. they were, like, every single day, they would be like, yeah, basically make whatever you want. So... They like they I would just like make flat bars and stuff for like fingerboarding, and as long as you were busy, like they didn't really care, like they were just like go for it, like as long as you're busy, learning to weld and stuff. Like we did we did like practice things, like we would do like like class projects and stuff, but like we had a lot of downtime and stuff, so, cause we we would get like uh one week on trade so you do like all welding for like an entire week and then you would go back and do like academic stuff like math english science history and stuff like that and then uh yeah it was just so you just go back and forth and i was just always like wanting to make stuff i was like almost like addicted to making like fingerboard obstacles <laughs> like i made so much stuff because it was just fun and everybody that I knew was like, oh, can you make me this? And I was like, yeah, I'll make you this and give them some stuff like benches. And, uh, yeah. And then, uh, I just continued welding after school. Cause it was like, when you got out of high school, it's like, what am I going to do now? And it was like, well, I have the skill of welding. Might as well put it to use. And so I just always like, ever since I got out of high school, every job I've had basically has been welding. Yeah, super sick. So you got a job welding, and then you're just kind of, like, messing around making fingerboard stuff on the side. Yeah, uh, well, in high school I was making stuff, and then I stopped yeah. making stuff in high school. Like, I didn't make anything else after high school because I didn't really have a welder. Um, and then, yeah, then this past year when uh, when I had the injury... I uh, was like, I got a lot of downtime on my hands, you know. It was just always something I wanted to do because I would look at all the old stuff I had from high school. Just like, this stuff's cool. Like, I should make more of this stuff. And I like, I knew how to do it. I just never like pulled the trigger and decided to just go for it until like last year. And I was just like, I got the time on my hands now, so might as well. And yeah, thanks. Thanks for the kind words, you. Yeah. I'm really hyped on all the stuff I've been making. Yeah, dude, it's amazing stuff. Like, good thing you randomly chose to take metal fab because yeah. it sounded cool. Yeah, literally, that's it, dude. I was just like, metal? That's cool. Like, yeah. I'm into metal. 
I don't know. Like, I didn't even... I, like, they let you take exploratories and stuff. Uh, so you would, like, try on your freshman year. You would, like, try every, uh, like, shop for, like, a, like a month or something. Um, That's sick. That's really cool because then you can see what you like, what you don't like, what you're good at, yeah. what you suck at, and then kind of pick, like, all right, here's here's what's next. Yeah, I just... I think I took, like, carpentry, too, and, like, uh, masonry. And, yeah, I don't know, Metal Fab was just like, yeah, metal is cool. Like, <laughs> that's hardcore or whatever. And I just well, it is, it. dude. You're, like, melting metal, and, like, like, metal is pretty intense to work with. Not everyone can do that. Like, I learned woodworking on my own and stuff, but, like, I can't do that much with metal. I know how to cut it and bend it a little. That's about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty fascinating, like... When I'm welding, I'm like, I like I understand how it's working, but I'm like, how did they figure this out? Like, yeah, it's, that's it's, crazy. It's cool. It's it's really cool. Like, I, every time I'm like putting down like a nice bead and stuff, I'm like, I just take like after I'm done welding, I kind of like take a second to appreciate it, and I'm like, it's a good one. Or if it's a bad one, you're like, <laughs> it's yeah. good enough, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I got to say, you're very mindful of your work. Like, I notice, like, when you do good work, you're really happy. And when you're, like, not happy with something, we all think it's great. And you're like, no, see, look at this. And we're like, oh, I guess. But, like, you know what the hell you're doing. And you're really focused on, like, I'm going to get it perfect. And then you just outdo yourself. And you're like, check out how perfect this is. Like, it's all worth it, you know? It's like, that's yeah. why you have some of the best stuff. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, it's like a curse. It's like a gift and a curse at the same time. Because you're like... <laughs> Like, the littlest thing will just bother you, and you're just like, it needs to be perfect, but you're like, no one's going to notice that. Like I'm like that with making boards, too. I'm like, oh, i, I got to break this board. It sucks. And people are like, no, I'll take it. Like, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard because you just, like, you feel like you're putting too much energy into trying to fix something where it's really not a big deal, and you're just like, is this even worth my time trying to fix this little <laughs> thing? And, like... Yeah, you got to find the balance, but usually it, it results in a better quality product at the end, so. Yeah, and and I've been figuring out the process as I'm going, because I'm kind of, I don't have, like, all the tools I want right now, like, all the machines and stuff, so I'm trying to figure out ways to, like, like, shortcut it and stuff, and my experience from, like, uh, my other jobs and stuff, like, one of my old jobs, I used to make, like, handrails and stuff, no way dude yeah like real life handrails yeah like real life handrails like we made like so many different handrails yeah somebody's got to make those i never thought of that yeah like when what yeah it's cool dude. I, I would always think about it like is this one skatable i'll never know like it's just going out and you don't know world. where it's going yeah you would never know it would just like make a bunch of handrails like all different styles like colonial rails like with like the molded uh like hand railings and stuff and like they would have like the curly cues and stuff yeah, like they'd, yeah they'd be like all twisted and stuff and like have like weird patterns on them i used to make a bunch of those a lot of work dude that's so cool though yeah i always like figured they just come out of like a factory or something like you never think of like a person made this handrail like whether or not it's a skatable one like every skater looks at handrail and just like that's a nice handrail yeah. Like, people walking around using their hands on them, they don't probably notice. But we're all obsessed with handrails. Yeah, dude. Oh, that's so sick that you made them, dude. Yeah. What? 
I wonder if I've ever, like, come in contact with one that I've made just, like, not knowing. Like, <laughs> Every day you use it, you just don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. I've made, dude, I've made, like, hundreds of them, wow. probably. Yeah, I worked at this job for, like, eight or nine months, like, right after. It was, like, actually my first job right out of high school, just making handrails. And then, Sick. uh, yeah, I don't know where any of them went. It was a hard job, dude. It was just... Like, we're out of high school just working a grown man shift, like, yeah. 7 a.m. to, like, 4, something like that. But, yeah, it was, it's worth it, I guess, if someone's skating them. <laughs> yeah. I bet at least one of them's been skated. If you made, like, has over 100. Right? Sure. That's what I'm saying. Like, it has to be at least one. Yeah. Dude, one day you're going to, like, see, like, a professional skate part and be like, dude, I think I made that one. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, dude, like... I don't, it's, it's, it'd be hard to tell, I don't know, because <laughs> they were, like, so blended in and stuff, like, usually I can tell, like, at my job, like, because a lot of people make the same stuff right now, and, like, usually I can, like, look at my welds and be like, alright, that's one I made, because I know how my welds look and stuff, and, like, other people's welds, it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you mentioned that, like, you got back into welding fingerboard obstacles after your injury. You have probably the craziest fingerboard injury. Not that it happened fingerboarding, but like fingerboard related in terms of like you're a fingerboarder and it happened to your hand of yeah. all things. Yeah. The, you got to tell the story. It's insane. Yeah. The one, the one finger that you need to uh, fingerboard, I destroyed it pretty bad. Yeah. I was just, uh, I was just riding uh, my four wheeler one day. My parents have, like, 20 acres up in New Hampshire, so uh, I was just riding my four-wheeler. It was, like, in March of 2022, I think. Dang, so it was freezing out, too. A little bit. It was, like, it was like one of those days where it was, like, kind of warm out, like, maybe, maybe 50, 40, something like that, but there's still a little bit of snow on the ground, like, because it's out in the woods. Yeah. So there was, like... There'd be like a bunch of like random snow patches. Yeah, and I was just like I was I I drove up there. It's like an hour away from my house in Drakeit. So we drove I drove up there by myself just solo. And uh I was like, Oh, I'm just gonna go ride my four wheeler for the day, like have fun. And uh yeah, we I just started like I don't know, it happened so quick, dude. I was just like having a good time and Next thing I know, I just, like, taking a kind of a sharp turn, and I just hit, like, a patch of snow or something. Like, the ground must have been, like, wet, and I just, like, slid, like, 10 feet, 15 feet, like, sideways, and then uh, there's, like, we have, like, this creek. It's, it's, like, almost like a river, but it's, like, a creek or a brook, I think they call it. Yeah, I think it's a brook, and it's, like maybe like 20 feet wide some places and other places it's like 40 feet wide it's just like all water running water and stuff and uh yeah I fell like over like a little cliff maybe about like two feet and I just like sideways like rolled over the cliff and like flipped and then the, I like somehow like moved like as I was falling to like like kind of st- go over the quad, like, back up onto land as I was, like, and I just, like, got, I just fell right into the water, 
And then the uh, the four-wheeler, like, was, like, on my foot. And I'm, like, in three feet, probably maybe, like, two feet deep of water. Somewhere around there. And I was just, like, trying to get out. And my foot was, like, stuck. And I'm trying to move this four-wheeler. It's a pretty heavy four-wheeler. And, uh, yeah, it just happened so fast, dude. I, like, got my foot out. And then I was, like, my instinct was, like, because it's freezing cold. I'm just, like, in the water. Like, my head didn't go under. But, like, I was, like, up to, like, my neck. Like, like my face didn't go under, but, like, my whole body was under. And I'm, like, trying to, like, move this thing off me. And, like, as soon as I got, like, free, I, like, tried to, like, jump over the quad and, like, get back to land. And, like, right when I put my hand down on the quad, it was still running. I didn't realize it. And it, like, caught my glove, like, the chain and, like, pulled my hand right into the sprocket and just, like hit my finger like my middle finger too and then I remember it's crazy because like I remember seeing my finger go into the sprocket and I was like holy shit and then like I like put the rest of my palm in there and like pried my finger out because I didn't want to lose my finger because it happened so quick it like pulled it in like at this angle and then I just like I, like, just forced it in and, like, yanked. I, like, I don't even know how I got it out, dude. It just happened so quick. I, like, climbed back up to the land. And I looked at my hand, and it was just, like, I could see the bone. It was, like, it was all mangled. And I just, like, was freaking out. And I had to, like, sprint back to the house. And, like, nobody was at the house. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. That's even crazier. Like, you were alone, you were soaking wet in, like, the end of winter, like, and your hand was, like, broken. Yeah, I was just in the middle of the woods, too, like, pretty far out there. Yeah. Cause it was on 20 acres. You so drove I, there, so then you had to, like, run back. I sprinted back. Yeah. I, like, it's crazy, because, like, I saw it happen, and, like, the whole the whole time I'm, like, running back to the house, like... I didn't even feel pain. Like, it, it hadn't really quite hit me yet. And then, like, right when I got inside the house, it, like, hit me. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, this is horrible. Like, I called my mom. And she, like, drove the hour to, like, come pick me up and stuff, which I maybe should have called an ambulance. But, like, that stuff's crazy expensive. Like, yeah. to get an ambulance to the house, because it's, like, kind of like on a dirt road like long dirt road and stuff cost me a lot of money but yeah she came picked me up and like brought me to the hospital i just sat there for like an hour just with a messed up hand dude so crazy it's pretty bad i was like i was just like sitting there like holy crap i like i was like soaking wet too so like i was like taking off all my clothes but like i didn't want to take off like my jacket and stuff because it was like I couldn't I didn't want to like touch my hand because I couldn't yeah. so everything was just like on this arm <laughs> like so I had like my hoodie and like my jacket just like on this arm soaking wet and I'm just like I remember I just like lay, I put down like a towel like a couple towels and I just laid there in front of the heater just like waiting for my mom to show up so yeah. she could like drive me to the hospital holy crap yeah it was crazy and we and then to the hospital, it was like an hour drive almost, like 45 minutes. And I drove to the hospital, and we sat there for like 
an hour or two just before I even saw a doctor. Damn. Yeah, and then uh and then I stayed at the I ended up staying at that hospital for three nights, I think it was. And I had two surgeries on my hand that uh I had one surgery the day after it happened. And they were like, all right, this is going to be like a cleanup surgery. We're going to go in there and clean everything out and then like analyze it. And then the second surgery was like the next day, I believe. And uh, they were like, yeah, this is bad. Like, this is way worse than we thought. Like, we might have to amputate his finger. And then uh, I think the doctor was like, he's like... We might have to amputate it or, like, you know, you can get a second opinion somewhere else. My dad was just like, yeah, we're getting a second opinion somewhere else. So he, like, called, I don't know how he did it, but he called, like, Boston or something, like a hospital in Boston. We went to Boston, and uh, I remember when we got to Boston and I saw, like, the doctor for the first time. They were just like, oh, yeah, we we get stuff like this all the time. Like, we get crushed hands all the time, like... Yeah, we could do this, and I was like, well, "Okay, that's that's like a relief, I guess." Yeah, totally. That's a big difference from like, yeah, we might have to just take it off, and then this dude's like, "Yeah, we can fix it." I remember when you were telling me all this before, but like, now hearing it even like in more detail is like, "Whoa!" Yeah, dude, it's crazy. I spent like almost a week in the hospital, just all like, all messed up, and just, like they were giving me like crazy pain medicine and stuff, just like. Hard. It was, like, hard to sleep because I would still feel... I would, like, wake up and, like, feel the pain and I'd just be, like, all messed up, like... You know, just, like, excruciating pain. But, yeah, they... They were able to fix it, man. Thank God. And then I, ha- I had, like, two... I had one pin, like, right underneath this finger... Fingernail. And then I had another one on the side. And then I broke... And then I broke my palm... And, like, they had one going through, I think it was, like, right through the knuckle to fix it. Crazy. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so there, it was, like, I was I was good. I was on the, like, the trail of recovery or whatever, the track of recovery, whatever. And, uh, yeah, I wasn't getting much motion out of my pinky and stuff, like, after, like, a month. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and then I had, and then they gave me, like, another surgery to, like, remove all the scar tissue and stuff so I can like move my pinky more and stuff so now I can actually like close my pinky full because before that surgery I could only like go like like a little bit like move it a little bit like that and then after the surgery I just I can like oh dude that's way better yeah Yeah, it's so much better now it looks like practically like all good now right like you can do everything or almost yeah it's 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 not really functioning it functions fine, I mean, but it it definitely gets, like, stiff and, like, sometimes and, like, sometimes it'll cramp up and f- cramp up if I'm, like, trying to, like, grab something for too long or, like, hold it, like, with a firm grasp. Yeah, firmly grasp. Firmly, in your hand. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But, yeah, so you had to do a lot of training to, like, get it back working too, right? Yeah, I, went, I was going to, like, uh, physical therapy and stuff for a while like a couple months and stuff and yeah the lady that helped me was fantastic she just knew everything she was like yeah i've seen this before like we got you basically so crazy 
Yeah, dude, it's it's insane, man. I like, I think about that stuff all the time. Like, if we were just in a different generation or something, like, I would have no fingers and stuff. And like yeah. all the other injuries I've had too, man. Like, you have more. I have more injuries, man. Oh man. Good morning. Today's episode is sponsored by Chems. Chems FB and Chems Skate as well. Check this out. Wow. I asked for a 9-inch board because that's what I skate, and they actually had it. That's how you know they're good. Let's see the shape. Oh, yeah. That's great. Super nice. Oh, blue top sick. Yeah, they have all kinds of uh, sizes and graphics and stuff. This is super sick. Wow. I need to like back up so I can see what this is. Yeah. Super sick. I'll probably skate this thing one day. Feels good. And then, anyways, of course, they're a fingerboard company, so that's actually why they sponsored, but the skateboard's a nice surprise too, so. Is there something else? Uh... Yeah, let's see what's in here. Uh, yeah. Wow. Dang, they got crazy packaging, too. First, we're going to start with the stickers. Got some nice holographic stickers and some cool tags. Yeah. And a little small sticker sheet. Awesome. Cool. Stoked for the pod. Oh yeah, me too. Alright, check out this packaging. This is super nice. So, it says on the back here, the mold shape, the cut shape, and the size. Which is cool, so they've got all these different options. I read on their website, each of their orders is custom made. So you pick on the site what graphic you want. And then, you know, what size they got 33 by 96, 33 and a half by 96, 34 by 96, and 35 by 96. And then mold shape, mid pro, low pro, and DK pro. And then cut shape, popsicle, eggy, O shape, I don't know if it's zero or O, street, and boxy. So, wow, damn. Gold is awesome. That is so sick. Oh, sick. So this is the same as the skateboard. No way. That's so cool to have both. So there's the skateboard and there's the fingerboard. Yeah. Awesome. So let's check it out. Yeah, it's got pretty sharp dips and fairly steep kicks. Not super steep, but how I like them, really. So this is the mid-pro mold, 34 by 96. And if you can see the shape... It's super crisp, super defined. Um, yeah, looks nice. Good plies, like some light green plies and maple, of course. And yeah, I'm obsessed with this graphic because the gold, it's just gold on the background, so there's a lot of other colors too. Really cool. And yeah, it's kind of like a boxy-ish nose. Not super, oh, okay, yeah, pretty pretty square nose and a little bit rounder tail. So kind of unique too um you know a lot of people shape their boards in different ways and stuff so 
this definitely has like its own style for sure its own vibe so yeah check out chems fb on instagram and i think their website should be chemsfb.com perfect so yeah and also with the board got stickers by the way more stickers and a piece of tape that fits so perfect it's hard to get out Ooh, three even better three pieces of tape i don't know if they always come with three but i assume they probably do and the tape feels great too so yeah check them out chemsfb.com chemsfb on instagram there's that packaging again and the website so yeah thank you chemsfb broke i had a surgery on my ankle from skating i broke my ankle trying to skate a mini ramp really yeah dang i was doing a boneless in transition and when i i came down like you know when your foot kind of like lands on the board and then it like slips off yeah yeah that's what happened to me it was my that's my right ankle so i was coming down in the quarter and like my foot landed on the tail and the, and then it like went straight to like the concrete like it kind of just like, like slipped off real hard yeah like really quick and like i just kind of fell and sat on it and broke it oh. like three places wow yeah Dang. i have a crazy scar from on that one uh i had i have so i have like a plate and eight screws on my ankle still in there yeah still in there i didn't i never want the doctor was always like yeah you can get it out but i was like I don't know. Yeah, then you have to have another surgery, right? Another surgery. I, I was just like, I don't know. It honestly kind of feels stronger <laughs> with it in there. Because that was like a thing too. I was like, I know they say like it, it would be fine and stuff, but I always felt like if I kept it in, it would just be stronger. I heard when you break a bone that it heals stronger than it was initially, right? Yeah, I've heard that too. So now you have like double strength. You got the stronger bone and then you got the metal reinforcement. I, I know. <laughs> Dude, when I kick stuff, I feel like I kick it so hard. Whoa. <laughs> I don't Wait, know. like can you feel the metal on the outside? Yeah. Like if you like tap on it? Yeah, like if my, like Whoa. if my, uh, it's, it's weird because like if like I'll be skating or something and like my board, the board will hit it. I almost <laughs> feel it. It almost like vibrates like my whole foot. Whoa, yeah. Like my whole like. Yeah. Can I, you play music on it, or it doesn't make a sound? No, it doesn't make a sound. <laughs> I was worried about it, like, uh, at first, like, going through metal detectors and stuff, but... Yeah. Yeah, it was fine, metal detectors. It doesn't set them off, or what? Yeah, it doesn't set them off. That was one of the things I was like... Interesting. Is this going to go off, but... Do you go through the metal detector or the body scanner at the airport? Uh, I've gone through both. I remember one time I was I was going through one... They're, you know, they're telling you to take everything out of your pockets, and you're just like, all right, taking everything out of my pockets. Yeah. Thought I took everything out of my pocket. <laughs> Dude, and I go through it, and the guy is just like, okay, yeah, just like, <laughs> wait, wait right there. And I was just like, oh, okay. He's like, what's in your what's in your right pocket? And I was like, nothing. And I, like, slowly reach in, and I had, like, a dime. <laughs> and I was like, how did they know I had a dime in here? This thing's crazy, like... They knew I had a dime in my pocket. Yeah. It was just the craziest thing ever. Was that the scanner or the detective? Yeah, the scanner. Okay, like, yeah, those that... like, those get everything. Yeah. Like, I... Those are crazy. You can like opt out of going through those 
like some people are like yeah they're like not good for your health and whatever like go through the old school metal detector because it's like not as bad for you so you can be like yeah i want to opt out and then they like take you to the side and just put you through the metal detector instead yeah so that's why i was asking like which one do you go through because like some people like like i don't go through the the like body scanner i just go through the metal detector yeah that that was like the only time i think i've really had that option it was just kind of like following yeah you have to like ask for it otherwise they just put you through the scanner yeah i i, I was just like following i think they just kind of pointed at me and i was like oh i don't really this is a couple this was like maybe like four years ago i was just like whatever i'll, I'll go through it i yeah. didn't really think too much of it but yeah it's just crazy how it can detect like the smallest little like dime in your pocket yeah and, it's wild yeah crazy technology yeah, dude. It's it's fast. It's just like I don't know, man. The guy that tripped me out too, because I was like so confident there was nothing there. Yeah. And then there's like the way he he acted like so suspicious too. Cause he was just like, like he like had the radio and he was like, wait, wait right there. Like, and I was like, oh no, am I in trouble? <laughs> what I do? Yeah, dude. It's crazy, dude. Like. I don't know, man. Just shit just happens so fast here. You can never anticipate it. Yeah. Happening like that. It's just like I thought it was just a normal day and just changed the course of my life forever. Yeah. Got you <laughs> making some good obstacles yeah. though. Dude, that's what I, that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like sometimes in life like shit needs to happen for you to do other things. Yeah. Absolutely. Like every good thing or every bad thing that happens, like has something good that happens because of it, where it's like, if that didn't happen, the course of like the future would have been different. So it's like, everything is some kind of blessing in disguise, even if it seems like just a bad thing that, you know, there's nothing good about getting hurt and getting, you know, like super injured and all that. But then it's like, it put you on a path to like doing something awesome. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like there's so many like people that like get injured or like you know like the uh like the the olympics for like the uh like people i forget what it's called special or no paralympics paralympics yeah like people those people just go through like a horrible accident yeah. and stuff and now they think their lives are like ruined like because they lost a leg or something but then they just end up being like the greatest paralympics ever and you're just like yeah they needed that's that's what happened and they made the best of it so I don't know, man. It's just, you gotta, like, I try not to think about it, but I do pretty good at that. But some days it's just like, fuck. Yeah. I mean, when you do think about it, you just gotta look at the positives. And Yeah, you know, that's, what, that's like, what I do. I'm just like, I'm on a good course now. Yeah. I'm super happy for you that you recovered as well as you did from that, you know? Because I remember you were here and it's like, dude, I don't know if I'll be able to fingerboard anymore. And, like, yeah, I was like, I was super depressed, too, because they were giving me, like, uh, like crazy strong, like, pain killers and stuff so i was just like high as a kite just sitting on the couch all day just like taking those things i was in excruciating pain for like at least like a month wow maybe a little less but basically a month it's a long time you can't really just do nothing yeah like it would go away and then it would just come back like so hard and you're just like oh my god like this is awful and i was just thinking like the whole time like damn i can't fingerboard like and it sucks, too, because fingerboard's, like, the easiest thing to do. Like, you don't really have to, like, exert much yeah. effort into trying, unless you're battling, like, a tricky one or something. But 
you just kind of sit there and it's like you're never gonna get hurt fingerboarding and it's just like now i can't even do that i was trying to mess around with the lefty for a bit but that was just too hard i got good at switch trays though lefty somehow like i could just i remember just whipping those out when i was injured but i i yeah. couldn't i couldn't go full-time lefty <laughs> it's too hard well now you're back and you're shredding dude like you're getting good tricks they look good they're difficult tricks like all those crazy shove it to the things you've been doing on the ledge like with your hand the weird way and stuff yeah like you, nobody would even know yeah, I I, like, I try to land a certain way now too because well now you have the extra like fingertip landing. Yeah, Sick. I sometimes just it's like land, stylish. I, I sometimes just land straight up on this knuckle right here. Really? Yeah. Sick. Just because like the way it's like curved a little bit. Yeah. So it's just like I land right right there. Oh yeah. And then like That's I don't sick, I try not to land tricks with my fingers like fully extended anymore. So like every time I I land a trick, it's like this finger's like curled like that. And then this one's a little more straight. Yeah. So it's like that instead of just like straight out. Dude, back in the day, it used to be like a thing like, oh, did you land fingertips? Like it was, everything was, you got to land fingertips. Like, I don't know, 2007 or something. It was just like the thing to do. Like if you watch old videos, like it was like Alex McMillan was super good. I like every trick he just like rolled away like this and like flexed his hand. It was so funny. Like, yeah. <laughs> I've always, I can't do, that's so hard. Riding away, I can <laughs> I can land fingertips, but like riding up too, that's that's so difficult. I see people do that and I'm yeah. like, wow, <laughs> that's crazy. What was your biggest challenge? You can't say something you already mentioned. What, what was your biggest like challenge in life or the hardest thing you've gone through? And what did you learn from it in the end? Oh, man. That's hard to say, dude. Oh, man. Uh... I mean, without including injuries, I guess. I don't know. Like, maybe my injuries have been because those put me in some like very difficult mental, uh, like I don't know the word for it, like battles. I guess. Yeah. Like, just kind of like, because when I broke my ankle, like I I couldn't walk for like three months and stuff, and it was my right ankle too, so I couldn't drive. So I was just like stuck at the house, and it's just like stuck at the house every day, not like. It was a challenge to just even go get breakfast because, like, I was in, I was, I just had crutches and you're just like, oh my god, I gotta go down like five set, five stairs and just go out into the kitchen and make food, like on one foot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then like not seeing anybody either too for like that whole time, having like a crazy sleep schedule. My sleep schedule was so bad it was like. I'd wake, I'd, it was like the opposite of what it is now. I'd like go to bed at like 8 a.m., wake up at like 5 p.m. Whoa. And it was just like so bad. I don't know, maybe, I know you said not yeah. to mention well, it. Well, you know, can mention but. it. Like, I mean, that's another aspect that we didn't already cover. So that's, yeah. that's what I meant. Just like not what we just said. Yeah, but, it was just, yeah. it was just very dark times in my life. I feel like just like for yeah. that whole recovery process. But, yeah, I don't know. I just I'm trying to think what I learned from that. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like if you, I learned like if you put your mind to it, you can do stuff. I guess that's what I've been learning. I feel like I've been learning that slowly my whole life, almost. That if you like put your mind to it, you can like actually accomplish what you want. Yeah. You just gotta try. Cause if you don't try, 
you're never gonna like learn from that mistake of trying or you, you never know you might just get it yeah that's good advice too because it's like a lot of times it just feels like you can't do something for whatever reason like maybe you know there's something kind of holding you back or there's like a real physical challenge or injury and you're just like i can't do that and then if you get it into your head that like maybe you can do it then it's like you at least have the energy to try and then once you try it's like oh you know maybe i didn't do it well but i did it and then it's like oh i did it i can do it better next time and then like the next day you do it again it's easier and like yeah like it's crazy the potential that we have and that we don't know we have at the same time and it's like putting your mind to it is like the crucial component that separates like can and can't you know yeah i think about it with skating too like you're just scared to try this trick and you're like it's this like whole battle in your head like of what ifs and that what could go wrong like can i ride away can i even do it but like like if you really just like try and you're just like mindful of every single time you're trying it like you and you just kind of like know what you're doing and just kind of like let it happen almost i don't know it's like a mindset for skating you just like yeah I've been, I feel like that helps me with, like, a lot of stuff in life, too. Just, like, that mindset, like, knowing it's a process and knowing, you know, sometimes you're not ever, I've never been, like, a skateboarder to, like, get something first try. Like, it's always, like, a process for right. me, like, like, stage one, stage two, stage three, and then, like, the final stage is, like, you did it. So, it definitely helps with, like, just life lessons. All right, what's the four-step process, huh? The four-step process <laughs> for, like, skating, yeah. like, getting a trick? Uh, I'm trying to think. Just, like, popping, I guess. Like, go. I guess the first one is, like, going for it, I guess. And then, like, popping and then trying to catch it and sticking it and then riding away. So maybe it's, like, a five-step process. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, it's like I, each try you have to, like, get further where it's, like, all right, I figured out the first part, I figured out the catch, and now it's, like, all right. I have yeah. it. I have to actually commit and land it now. Like, yeah, I feel like they're all like stages too. Like, all right, like, yeah. I get to this stage pretty easy, and now I can keep getting to the stage. And then it's just like, all right, now I got to get to the next stage, like the next level of this one trick. And it's just like always like, I don't know. That's how I. I've never. I've never been that dude to just like. I have some friends that can just pull stuff out first try and i'm just like dude yeah what the hell but they had to at least have learned that somewhere like at some point they didn't have that yet but yeah there's definitely like some skate tricks i'll go and like i'll think about it and i'll do it first try and just be like whoa it worked like total amazement it's like i didn't think it was going to work first try i was expecting to go through the normal battle of like you know learning each part of it like you said basically like beginning middle and end it's like okay now i got the whole thing put it together and right away but sometimes you just land it first try and then other times it's like you know two hours of trying it and then barely landed at the end or, oh, something, or two months of trying it yeah dude the fake heel i was just trying was like a six month process dude, <laughs> of just like i probably stuck it over 20 times maybe like just like i wasn't trying it all the time but i was just like a little bit here, a little bit there, and, yeah, I got it the other day, and I was just like, what was I even thinking when I, like, landed it? Like, I was trying to, like, almost, like, kind of blacked out a little bit, like, just, like, that's all it took, like, 
I don't know. That stuff trips me out because you, it's almost like you're a blank sheet when you do it. You're just like, yeah. Like, what data did I just collect doing <laughs> that? Like, I don't know. It's crazy, man. Yeah, skateboarding is crazy because it's like so much of it is mental and so little of it is physical, even though the whole thing is technically just physical. And it's like sometimes it's in your head, something clicks, and then you land it. And other times, it's like you're not even thinking at all. You're like not even there, and right. you just did the trick, and you're already done, and you're like, what just happened? You're like, that is just that <laughs> easy. I should have just done that from the start. Yeah. And I wouldn't have had, like, broken boards and fucking <laughs> been beating myself up with, like, beat-up legs. And, yeah, dude, it's, it's... And the high you get from it, too, dude, just, like, riding away, you're just, like... You're like on cloud nine. You're just like, holy crap, that really just happened. Like you, you like don't even believe it. You're just like, yeah, wow. Like I don't know how to describe that feeling, but it's re- it's the best feeling, dude. Like it's why we skateboard. It's a big part of it, anyway. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think even, even just skateboarding has like a tiny pinch of that feeling, and then it's like when you do a trick, you get a little more of it, and then you do like a trick that you've been trying for a long time, and it's like. Pfft. You yeah. get a huge blast of like wow, yeah, like, dude. so good. Yeah, same same for fingerboarding too. When you're like battling a trick and you're just like really want to get this a certain way, and you finally get it, and you're just like yes, finally, like yeah, feels so good. You know what's crazy? People who don't skateboard like sometimes they don't understand the type of like. I don't know, whatever it is that we get from, like, trying and failing and trying and failing and trying and failing and then doing it, it's, like, some people, they just try something and they give up because they don't know that you can try again and again and it's okay to fail. And, like, I feel like people, like, who skateboard or fingerboard, we're used to the mindset of, like, it's super normal to fail or get rejected or whatever it is, like, where something doesn't work out how you want and all you do is try it again and you probably won't even do it the second time and then you keep going and it's, like, that gives you like a mental resilience that like people who don't skate or fingerboard sometimes they don't have that and to us it like feels so natural yeah just like keep going you'll do it yeah i feel bad for them never feeling that (laughs) like (laughs) i don't know like that feeling is just i wish everybody could feel that feeling yeah because like if they had that if they like had that that everybody could feel it like i feel like i don't know everybody's outlook would be different i'm just like wow you can, there is, like, a way. Yeah. It's, like, a process. It's, like, it helps your, like, determination and confidence and all kinds of things. Like, you can be more confident when you fail because you know it's, like, bringing you closer to succeeding. Right, yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm, you got to stick to that five-stage process, <laughs> five-step process. Yeah. That's, that's all it is, man. <laughs> all in life. <laughs> What's your favorite tattoo that you have? Oh, favorite tattoo? Yeah. Uh, I have, like, a big bull on my rib cage. Have, I, have, have you ever seen what? it? No. Oh, you yeah. You want to show it? Yeah, I'll show it. I got, like, this Whoa. big bull with swords. I don't know if you can see the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's I got crazy. this big bull. This, I got this from my grandmother. Cool. What's the, like, this, reasoning behind it? The story behind that, uh... When I was little, I'd always go over to my Nana's house, my grandmother, and um, she she's from Cuba, so she just had, would, like, have all these, like, 
crazy artifacts and stuff. And um, I, she had she used to have this like she used to have like this bowl that she got from Spain. It was like this like metal bowl, and then in the back of it, there was like all these like miniature swords, and you could just like pull the miniature swords out that were like really well crafted. I still have uh, it. Oh, cool. I have to bring it over sometime. Yeah. But you can like pull out all the swords, and there's like all these little like oh, they're just so well made, and I would always just like play with them because I was like a little kid and stuff, and like I thought it was like the coolest thing ever, and like. I don't know, it just made sense because, like, she's from Cuba and she's Spanish and so, like, the bulls and stuff and it's, like, a big thing in Spain and stuff, like, running with the bulls. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, like, I've always thought my grandmother's, like, one of the strongest people I know, too, for, like, taking that giant journey and risk to, like, come to the United States and stuff. So, like, and she's, like... I think she's, like, in her 80s, mid-80s or something like that. Cool. So, and she's had, like, a bunch of, like, surgeries and stuff. But, like, she's just, like... I just think of her as, like, strong as a bull almost. So. Yeah. I kind of... That's what the meaning for that tattoo is for me. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And it make, it's fitting, too, because I got this when I was on a trip in Barcelona. Cool. So, like, I got it in Spain and yeah. stuff where that bull had come come from. So, I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's too amazing. perfect. Super cool. Yeah. What was that journey like from Cuba? Do you know any, like, details? Um, I think it was in, like, the 80s that she came. I mean, I think she had, like, a little bit of family already. I think in the 80s they had, like, Cuba had, like, the like a huge, like, they opened up, like, the borders or something, and they let, like thousands and thousands of people leave Cuba and like go to the United States and stuff but yeah she had to wait uh she I forget how many years but it was like something like over 10 years just to get the visa wow just to bring the whole family over that's crazy yeah like she had applied for it and they she just had to like wait and she just like stuck through it 10 years dude it's crazy, man, just to bring over, like, her three kids and her husband and stuff and come to Massachusetts of all places, like, yeah, it's crazy, man, like, yeah, Cuba, like, I, I've always asked her about, like, her history and stuff because I'm just, like, kind of fascinated, like, where she's come from and all the struggles she's had to deal with in Cuba and stuff, and it's just, like, I, I, I think about it, I just, like, thank her like every time I think about it like thank you for like doing what you had to do to like get here yeah for me to like live this life and stuff like it's just crazy man it really is like I have a similar thing my parents uh well my dad and then my grandparents came from Russia and it was like I don't know 70s or 80s like kind of same time ish and like you know obviously both our families left those places because they were really bad right really hard to live there and stuff and now we have like a perfect life where everything's so easy and we can, you know, do anything we want basically and figure out a way to do it because like this country is like pretty good for that and all. And uh, like people sometimes like don't understand what's so good about living here because like they don't have a personal connection with like what it might not be like to be living here, you know, where it's like 
you know, we got to hear like stories of like, you know, we couldn't get a car and we couldn't buy food. The grocery store was empty for a week and whatever. Like that doesn't happen here ever. No. And people just, people don't even know. And it's like everybody who lives here should be super grateful. Like it's hard right. to be grateful when you don't know anything better, but it's like we really live in like one of the most secure environments for a human to live in. Just like anything you need, you can just get it. Yeah. And in fact, you, now you can order it. You don't even have to leave your yeah, house. Yeah, you don't even need to leave your house. <laughs> it's insane. So like super super lucky to be here yeah yeah like she she would tell me stories about how she would have to like they'd give you like a booklet and they would just like stamp what you got for the month like you'd get like a pound of chicken for like the month Whoa. like a, a gallon of milk for the month like i don't know exactly what the measurements were but it was just like you had like a set limit yeah of stuff you could have each month and, like, they would give you, like, a pamphlet, and you would, like, that. And if you got it, like, marked off, like, you can't get another one for that month. Yeah. So, Crazy. and I think about it, too, because it's just, like, I'm, like, when she moved here, like, this is what she wanted for the next generation was to, like, grow up in America and, like, live a good life and stuff. Yeah. And I'm, like, damn, I can't take that for granted. Like, all she did was for me to, like, live this. So I got to... Anytime I think about it, I'm like, I gotta do my best. But yeah. you know, it's, no, that's really awesome. Like, yeah, little inspirational right there, but very inspirational. Yeah. Like, gratitude is so important, and like, that's just such like a wholesome reason for it, you know? Yeah, I love my Nana, man. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. We gotta get her on the show. Oh man, <laughs> she, barely, she barely speaks English, dude. Cool. She's like. Yeah, she. I sometimes I have a hard time communicating with her, like, cause my mom speaks Spanish and English, so she communicates. Like, she gets most words, and I can get like what she's saying sometimes, like when she uses like key Spanish words that I know. Yeah. So you just know a little bit of Spanish. A little bit. Like yeah. I don't know how to really speak it fluently, but like when I hear somebody say like a word that I recognize in a sentence, I'm like, oh, oh, you're talking about like yeah. the phone or something, or you're talking about like random stuff. I'm like, okay. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. I feel like, because I went, like I said, I went to Barcelona, and, like, I feel like I was almost, like, learning it more there and stuff. And yeah, once you go somewhere, you start picking it up, because it's, like, everywhere around you. Yeah. I've always wanted to learn it, but... I always like to ask, like, what are your biggest weaknesses? Because those are kind of the things that you can learn the most from. Oh, man, biggest weaknesses? Uh... That's a hard one, dude. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, I feel like I should know. Maybe. Uh, it's hard to say. I don't really know, man. We got another perfect human. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what mine is either. It's definitely like you have to think about it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, dude. Maybe just like public speaking. <laughs> I feel like going into an auditorium is just like insanely hard to do if you had to like yeah talk to like a bunch of people. You ever get in a situation where you have to do it? Thankfully, no. <laughs> That's why I was laughing because I was like, "Do you do that?" No, I work yeah. by myself like all day. Yeah. So I'm just like in production, just like welding, like yeah, not really speaking to anybody. So I'm just like, I got my headphones in, just like listening to music or like a podcast or, and I'm just like, thankfully I don't have to public speak, dude. Yeah. 
All right, then that's an easy one. All right, then how about strengths? What are your biggest strengths? Uh, huh. I don't know. Maybe like my imagination. I feel like I I can think pretty good outside the box. Oh, Ramis made yeah. a special guest Come appearance. Come on, Ramis. Jump in. <laughs> she wants to be involved. Yeah. Yeah. How's it going? Oh, she's freezing. Where were you? She's so cold. Oh, she's burning. Yeah. Very good. All right, welcome, Rhombus. All right, Rhombus wants to know, tell us about this imagination of yours. Uh, I feel like that's what helped me get these benches going and stuff. Like, yeah. Just thinking about cool designs and uh like the parks i've made too like just kind of like thinking about like how to do it and stuff and just like what could go where and how to make it the best and yeah i don't know i feel like maybe like navigation too i feel like i've always been like really good at navigating like where i'm going so like i never get lost Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, yeah, that's like, some people have that as like a natural sense. My mom has that. You can put her somewhere she's never been, and she'll like tell you how to get to like, you can tell her like, oh, I want to get to here from here, and she can just take you. Like, no GPS, no map, nothing. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty good with like remembering like where, like especially like if we were like skating Boston or something, like yeah. pushing around, you're just like, where's the car? You're just like, oh, it's you over there. You gotta go this way, that way, this way. Yes. People are like, what? I feel like that's awesome. To get lost or something. I, it's almost I'm like, terrible at that. <laughs> it's almost like a map in my brain. Like, yeah. Just like, you're just like, oh, you went this way, that way, this way, that way. That's so cool. I kind of remember. Sometimes if I like hang out somewhere for like a week, like in a different town I'm visiting or something, like there's like one day where I feel like the map like clicks in my head and I can like see it as a map and I'm like, oh, now all of a sudden I'm just, everything just connected. I know where they all are now, but it's like, takes me so long and then yeah like some people like you can just do it instantly yeah like, you just have it it's so cool i don't know if it's like a survival thing or not like in my dna it must be yeah. <laughs> i'm just like I've always, I've always been like all right where do like where do you gotta go in case like something happens or something i don't know like just all these hypotheticals you just like need to like go somewhere yeah it's like figure it out it's super cool i mean basically everything we do like comes from a necessity in the past where it was more important to be able to do stuff like that or like like anything that somebody's good at like probably someone in their ancestry like had to be good at that to survive and now it's just like you almost don't have to be good at anything anymore because <laughs> yeah. it's like we have so many resources and tools and like the yeah. internet and stuff but up until recently you had to be like depending where you were and what you did you had to be at least good at something specific in order like depending on where you ended up to thrive there yeah definitely like they had like the ingenuity that they used to have to have to like make a house and like get like water or just like like carry water and like just yeah like could you carry water on your head you even know how to do that no some people have to do that like miles it can never crazy i can't even imagine yeah, that's yeah. probably my biggest strength, I guess. I don't know. I feel like I've always had that since I was, like, a kid. Yeah, that's like, cool. I mean, 
navigation and mixed with creativity it's like you can do a lot with all with both of those you know like i feel like your creativity is really like another strong suit because it's like like making things like some people they'll sit there and just be like i don't know what to make and then so they don't make a thing like it's just it's over already before it even started so it's like even just being able to come up with ideas like it sounds so basic but it is a big thing yeah it's, a, it's like almost ideas. like a it's like a puzzle almost <laughs> yeah you're just like putting the pieces together and seeing how they come out and trying to rearrange them totally especially building parks is like that i feel like. yeah especially parks like that I, th- I have like a bunch of parks that I've made and I feel like I just stare at them for a while too before like I make them and I'm just like alright what could go where what could go here and kind of like stage it a little bit to see if it looks right yeah and then you just get like another idea it's like you have to like almost like get bored to like have a great idea dude that's a huge thing right now like more than ever before or less than ever before people don't get bored now because we have cell phones and so much entertainment everywhere and like infinite knowledge on the internet like people never just sit with nothing and like get bored but it's like when you do that and you get bored it's like that's when the creativity like goes to the next level because you really just start thinking and thinking and like thinking about different things that normally you wouldn't think about because you didn't have time because you were reading or using instagram or whatever the heck you were doing like watching something so it's like it's super important to take time to get bored yeah, because that's how you think outside the box, and, like, I feel like if you weren't bored, like, you wouldn't, if you were, like, always doing something, or, like, just staring at a TV, and, like, where are you going to have, like, your ideas? Like, I feel like some of my best ideas for, like, making something, like, with either it's, like, a bench or a park, is just because I was just, like, bored, and I was just, like, overthinking it so much that I was, like, oh, this is a great idea, and then you just go with it yeah it's awesome the secret to creativity is getting bored yeah i think it could be i think that's a big part of it actually yeah definitely cool let's see what the instagram people wrote for questions oh what's your birthday my birthday uh january (laughs) his question (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you don't know my birthday, dude? No, I just wanted him to ask you. Oh, okay. <laughs> just checking, dude. Uh, January 4th, 1995. Best fingerboard product you've ever used that isn't your brand. So you can't say your benches. <laughs> uh, like obstacle or just like... They just said product. product. Could be anything. Uh, I think ops for obstacles, I, I really like what... Uh, Ryan Bernier is doing like with Lop. yeah yeah his, his obstacles are awesome dude like uh I don't know his, his stuff's like super good yeah the way he rounds the edges and like polishes the sides and everything yeah it looks super good uh, I love I love his obstacles uh maybe for like wheels definitely flat face wheels oh yeah oh yeah the best <laughs> wheels in the biz thank you uh, yeah, uh, black. I always go back and forth between Black River and Dynamics. I feel like once I start using one pair of Dynamics, like I really like the Dynamics, and that's all I want to use. And then like if I start using Black River, it's like, all right, I just want to use Black River. 
Yeah. And I just go back and forth. Yeah, for me, it depends on the board. Like, some setups are better with one or the other. Yeah. So it's like, I'll set one up with, like, you know, either one, and then, like, if I don't like it, I'll try it with the other one and then see if it's better or something. Yeah. Because, like, dynamics make the wheelbase wider, longer, and then Black Rivers make it, like, a little shorter, which will, like, completely change the performance of the board. Yeah, like, with the pop. Yeah. Yeah. And then I usually, I've just been riding snake house boards for a bit, too, so... Yeah, dude, that new like, one's so sick. Yeah, I'm really hyped on this new one, dude. It's a good one. Oh, yeah. Tips for getting better at fingerboarding. Tips for getting better? Uh, Just keep practicing. Just, you know, just uh, even if it's like simple tricks, just like keep trying and just like perfect like the simple tricks and uh, go from there and just. Like, I'll sit at my house sometimes, and I'll just do the same trick over and over and over again. Like, something simple. Like, I love just going up to a ledge and just front crooking it. Make sure I get, like, a super good pinch. And I'll just front crook, like, 20 times in a row. Just, like, doing it, trying to do it better than before, like, each time. Yeah. So I feel like if you do that with, like, all tricks, it'll it'll help for sure. Definitely. Do you dream about your sleep in fingerboarding? Nice. Do you dream in your sleep about fingerboarding? Oh. <laughs> uh, we had that same question yesterday, I feel like. I don't know. Oh, for Doug. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I can't recall. I can never remember my dreams, honestly. <laughs> like, I feel like I don't dream enough. What do you think the biggest innovation in fingerboarding was? Uh, I mean, either tr- probably like the trucks or like the bearings and the wheels for sure. Like the way the trucks pinch and stuff. Or like how they just like went from like tech deck trucks to like like those those old stiff ones that just like <laughs> couldn't pinch at all. Yeah. To like, like you actually like pinch a back crook and and then the wheels too. Definitely. And maybe even the foam grip, too. I don't know. Yeah, that's a huge one, too. We're, like, so used to it, but it didn't always used to be. Yeah, I used to use, like, skateboard. I used to rip, Yeah. like, old grip tape off of boards and destroy <laughs> my fingers. But using it all day, you look at your fingers, like, you can just all red, and you're just like, what? This is going too hard with this. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like my fingerboard history isn't like quite up there. How long you been fingerboarding again? Uh, like high school, but like I never really like got into the history of it. I yeah. just kind of like. Well, like when when you started seriously was like you said you were like sixteen, or was that skateboarding? It was probably around the same time. Like, yeah. I probably learned how to like ollie and kickflip when I was like fifteen on a fingerboard, and then. Yeah, I was on a tech deck, and then, uh, yeah, I just skated tech decks for a while. I never really, like, thought much about, like, where the stuff came from. I don't know. I was yeah. I was always more into, like, obstacles, I guess. Yeah, just, just like, like, doing it. Like, making, like, setting up, like, cool, like, with the tech deck parts, like, making, like, different parks, like, combining them all and stuff. I used to make, like, so many different parks. 
Yeah, sick. Why are you so great with heel flips? <laughs> and what's the key to heel flip like him? There you heel go. Heel flips. Uh, you have a fan of your heel flips. Heel, I, I just put this finger in this pocket, like on the tail. Show it to this camera if you can. Right here. Like the pocket <laughs> that's closest to you for heel flip. I put my finger like right in that pocket. And I put front finger like right almost near the bolts. And then I kind of curl it a little bit, and I kind of, kind of just throw it. Almost, you just kind of like flick it. Like I don't know, it's like almost pressure, but like then it's like flicking too. Yeah, that's like very similar how I do them too. It's like curling and then like uncurling, kind yeah. of as you're going. Yeah, I used to have this problem where I would I would do heel flips, and they would always turn, like front side a little bit. Yeah. So then like, I just kind of turn my hand. The opposite way of it, the way it was flipping, and it, it kind of straightened them out. So it was like, I don't know, that kind of helped straighten out my heel flips. Yeah, cool. That's like, yeah, I, I tell people a lot, like, if you're flipping, like, you're trying, like, heel flip, let's say, and it's doing, like, front side heel, just, like, try to do a backside heel. Like, you know, just try to spin it the other way until it straightens out. Yeah. That seems to help. Cool. Uh,. Somebody said who? Who? <laughs> <laughs> and someone else said, what was your most difficult trick to land when you learned it? My most difficult trick when I learned it? Uh, I don't know. Maybe like switch heels have always been like the hardest trick for me. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, like switch heel into anything really. Because I can do switch heels somewhat on flat. But, like, having the consistency to, like, getting into, like, a grind or, like, a slide. Like, anytime I do a switch heel and anything, I'm, like, kind of juiced up. Even though it's, like, easy <laughs> yeah. for some people, I get, like, I get juiced. I can't even believe it if I do switch heel to, like, anything. I'm always surprised. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I feel like I'll have it for, like, a slight window. Yeah. I have to get it within that window of trying or I'm just not going to get it. Yeah. It's either it works or it's not going to. Yeah, like uh, like switch heel five o. Like I've always feel good when I do those, or like switch heel tail. But back tail or front? It's front tail. Ooh, sick, dude! Like, I feel like I don't even know if I've done that. Maybe I have, but not that I can think of. That's a rare one for me. It's a hard one. I feel like it's easier than like switch heel back tail, because I have a hard time getting switch back heels like. Yeah, that. they're really hard. But I don't know, sometimes they just go if you get lucky. Yeah, I think it's, I think for me it's easier to like almost like switch front heel that way because you're yeah. kind of like throwing it that way. I think you're right because like switch varial heel is pretty easy. Yeah. So like switch switch heel tail. That, 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 that always, or like nolly heel front nose or hoof. Yeah. <laughs> I know John Coyne's probably oh. going to watch this. Before <laughs> we wrap it up, you're going to have to tell us the story of hoof. Oh, hoof! I should save that for him. He's the he's the genius oh, behind it. All right, get him on. Yeah, we'll we'll do it. He said he he said he was down. Yeah, he yep, coming soon. Come, John <laughs> Coin coming to you soon. Cool. <laughs> all right, anything else? Um, I don't know. Follow uh, follow me on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, where can people find your amazing work and your fingerboarding? Uh, I just changed my name. I was Faceless FB, and now it is. 
Webs Worldwide with an underscore. And Tell us about this underscore. Oh, uh, well, someone <laughs> took it. Someone took oh, just like really? the, uh, someone took just like Webs Worldwide with like nothing at the end. So and I, like not even a fingerboard thing. Nope. Yeah. I checked about it. Uh, I checked it like like a month or two ago when I was gonna thinking about changing it and stuff to see if anyone took it. Yeah. And then when I went to go change it, like. Someone took the name, and I was oh. like, oh, so I just put the little underscore after, so. Cool. But, yeah, hopefully the site's launched by the time this comes out, I'm hoping. Would be nice. I got to get on top of things. Yeah. Having too much fun, man. It's summertime now. <laughs> it's like, it's nice outside. You want to go outside and skate and, like. Dude, making a website is fun, though, especially yeah. at night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need, I need to, I'm going to get, I would base, it's like 95% done. I just need to, It's like, got to be done by the time this episode comes out. Yeah. Hopefully, fingers crossed. I think we'll get there, though. I think we'll Cool. Get. Well, if it's up, I'll put a link in the description. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, right. dude, this was super fun. Yeah, thank you, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. <laughs> awesome stuff. See you.